The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Hello, this is Howard Strauss, uh, The Power of Natural Healing, and uh, we're presented today by uh, the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org, and Gerson Health Media at uh, GersonMedia.com. Both uh, excellent websites that you can uh, find all kinds of information about uh, healing and natural uh, natural uh, uh, remedies for all kinds of uh, degenerative diseases. Uh, today, we're talking with uh, Dr. David Kennedy. Uh, DDS. Uh, David Kennedy has been practicing dentistry in uh, San Diego for more than 30 years. He's the past president of the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, uh, which was formed to review, support, and disseminate research on the suitability of materials and methodologies used in dental practice. Currently, he's the Information Officer for the uh, for on fluoride for the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Tox- Toxicology (IAOMT). Dr. Kennedy is a absolute encyclopedic source for information, and it is our great great pleasure to have him on with us. A great honor. And without further ado, we're going to get to you. Uh, welcome aboard, Dr. Kennedy. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I have had the Great, great pleasure to sit across from you at lunch at the Gerson Institute, and uh, and just listen to your phenomenal amount of information that you just store in your head. I don't know how you do it, but uh, it's wonderful. Um, we were talking uh, a little earlier, um, off off the air. We were talking about uh, hydrofluosilicic acid. Is that correct? That's correct. Hydrofluosilicic acid, which is one of the chemicals that is used to fluoridate the water that we're drinking. Um, and you said that it has a particular affinity for a very toxic metal. Is that correct? It's lead. Lead. Um, and, that, and that it was actually patented for use in removing lead from, uh, from, other, um, from other, from castings or, or something? Yes, it, it'll extract lead from brass or, or clean lead off uh, castings. It's a, it's a very uh, aggressive molecule. It's a man-made molecule. It's, a, uh, it's got a sand molecule in the center, and it has six uh, molecules of fluoride around and that creates a magnet that sucks lead out of anything. And uh, it, the trouble is, 
that it takes that lead and takes it into the bloodstream of children. And that's what now there are over 450,000 children in two large studies showing that if your water, community water supply, is fluoridated with uh, hydrofluorosic acid, and uh, so you know 91% of the water supplies in the United States use that chemical, much of it coming from China, Japan, and Mexico. But that agent alone caused a, a, a six-fold increase in the blood level of lead in the African-American children, a four-fold increase in the, in the uh, blood level of lead of children over 10 micrograms per deciliter. They think two micrograms is going to lower IQ. These are children where they've set the bar clear up around the top of the pole vaulter, and they're still fourfold over that for the Hispanic children and sixfold over that for the African-American children. It basically results in damage to their IQ. They have learning disorders. They end up with violent uh, tendencies because lead lowers your uh, serotonin levels, so you have no impulse control. So, you know, that they can, they're even a study showing that if a child has higher blood levels of lead when they're an infant, they're much more likely to be in prison by the time they're 20 for sticking a knife in somebody or firing a gun in their face. It's a violent behavior that is typical of lead. We saw it in the Romans. You know, historically, you can go oh, yes. lead poison societies. You know, <laughs> how about oh, the yes, They nailed people up on a cross, you know? Well, and, and the, the Romans got it because they used lead for their plumbing. As a matter of fact, the word plumbum means lead. That's correct. And they also <laughs> wore lead makeup, which we stopped at Nordstrom's the other day, and I said, uh, you know, my wife wanted to pick up some more lipstick, and I said, I'd like it a brand that doesn't contain any lead. And uh, we're in California, so they got Prop 65, and the lady said, I'm sorry, we don't carry any brands that don't have lead. Oh, no. So the Romans put lead makeup on their skin and absorbed into their bodies. So why are the ladies painting their lips with lead? Those are the lipsticks that stay on better. Oh, good. So you can look good and be stupid. <laughs> well, isn't that what guys want? Uh, I suppose. <laughs> Some do. I um, like smart women. Eh? But then the other, well, so do I. Uh, the other thing that uh, the other thing that the Romans had was they made their their very fine cutlery, not not cutlery, but uh, goblets and plates, their their uh, flatware, out of uh, lead as well. I, I, I gave a talk at a toxicology meeting in England one time, and as a, as a as a result, they gave me a a, a plaque or a, a, a pewter mug, and so. <laughs> Oh, here's a here's a mug of lead for you. <laughs> yeah, great. It's great. sitting on a shelf. <clears throat> and and that's basically uh, why they think that the that the Roman civilization the, uh, died out is because the the high lead levels in both their plumbing, their water, their their mugs, their plates uh, were were kind of reserved. That was very the fine the finest stuff, and so. The, so the intelligentsia, the engineers, the administrators, the government, the uh, generals got the full benefit of all this lead, whereas the servants and slaves had to eat off wood. And so they ended up a lot healthier. They were the ones who survived and could, and could reproduce, whereas the uh, intelligentsia, the elites, couldn't reproduce anymore, and they and they. Died out. Yeah, but they they couldn't build the monuments, and that's that's see if you lose if you lose the head of state, if yeah. you lose the head of the snake, then the, the rest of it just wiggles around, and that's where they fell into the dark ages for. Dude, they forgot how to make concrete. 
You know, they were pouring concrete and they forgot think, how to make it. I think, I think a year, a year, a hundred years after <clears throat> the uh, Roman Roman Empire fell, uh, the people were, were so far removed from uh, from any of the elites and any of the knowledge that the Roman engineers and administrators had that they had no idea who could have possibly built such the, the aqueducts, the monuments, the buildings, the uh, arenas, and so forth. That the that the entire Roman civilization had left behind, and they concluded that it must have been gods. Ah, that's who it was. And See. and compared compared to uh, the compared to the, uh, the the way that they ended up with, with the, dumped with down by lead mud houses and their wood plates. So yeah, yeah, then know, it was it, gods. It must they must have seemed like that. But you know that's the that's the thing about knowledge is that, you know the we it, it, up until nineteen seventy two. A blood level of lead of 49.9 micrograms per deciliter was considered okay. If your child was 49.9, your kid was fine. Then Herbert Needleman showed that a little teeny bit of lead in the water supply of Wichita, Kansas, lowered the IQ of children by five points. And that was monumental. Oh, they criticized him. He was pilloried and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, after 10 or 15 years of fighting... Somebody else reproduced the study, and somebody else reproduced the study, and somebody else reproduced the study, and I said, well, I guess he's right. So that's when they began to lower the amount of lead we're exposed to. That's when you came up with the unleaded gasoline um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. But, you know, lead is less toxic than mercury, and they and still paint, haven't paint even for, done the work on mercury. Paint for cribs. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Um, it turns out uh, that that... Uh, the, the statistic that I read just recently, just maybe a couple of weeks ago, was that 21% of all American children have some kind of mental or physical developmental impairment. Tells you something, doesn't it? And it's rising rapidly. Well, uh, what, how can how can we survive? Well, we've got to, we've got to control the, the the industrial medicine system we have in this country that's poisoning babies. Um, you know. One out of six babies are born in this country with enough blood in their umbilical cord to, to cause brain damage, neurological impairment. And that's wow. a horrible statistic. Well, with enough, make, I'm sorry, with enough blood in their Mercury, I'm sorry, uh, mercury, mercury in sorry. their blood. To mercury cause brain in, their, in their bloodstream the day they're born. Babies are born in this country with mercury in their bloodstream. Yeah. And so there's all this discussion about fish, but I can make a, a, a woman's mercury in her bloodstream dropped 90% by meticulously removing every mercury filling in her teeth. So, so you're saying the biggest about the fish or should we worry about our teeth? So you're saying that the biggest exposure to mercury that Americans experience is from their teeth by far. And, the, the world <clears throat> and that's from that's from mercury mercury amalgam uh, fillings. The, the the dentists deceptively call them silver. They are, as you said, mercury. They're mercury they call them, silver, they call them sil- silver alloy. <laughs> well, they're not an alloy. They're a mixture. Um, I know, but that's the, well, that's what they call them. I know. They're well, make, you know, alloy is like stainless steel. steel. If you took a stainless steel uh, hammer and started pounding on, on iron with it, no, no, no nickel comes off stainless steel because that's an alloy. Right. But if you take a, a mercury filling and squeeze it with a, a, a pencil eraser, uh, mercury comes off of it. So what it, it's, it's like alcohol and water. Alcohol and water is not an alloy. If you heat the alcohol and water, the alcohol comes off. And that's exactly the same relationship you have with a mercury filling. If you heat it, like 
have a hot coffee or or you know chew on it your teeth will the friction will warm them up that makes mercury come off of it that's my uh, uh, smoking teeth video and I've, I've seen that i've seen that video and it's amazing and and it was of course it was in the uh the beautiful truth our documentary the gerson uh the gerson institute's documentary that steve crushell made uh, um, we're we're, uh, we're going to be coming up on a break here in just a few moments. Um, so we'll continue on this discussion after the break. And I'd like you to also discuss with me, um, <clears throat> please, the wonderful video that you sent me about uh, Kathy Justice and uh, her championship horses that uh, that were dying from fluoridation. Um, we'll be we'll, we'll we'll be on that subject right after the break. Um, this is the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss, sponsored by Gerson Health Media, GersonMedia.com, and the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org. And, and we're having a wonderful discussion with Dr. David Kennedy, uh, fantastic uh, encyclopedic knowledge of, uh, uh, of, of dental toxins. Uh, that we are being constantly given under the guise of dental care, and it's ruining our whole, uh, ruining our whole, dumbing down our whole society. We'll be back on the other side of break. Please uh, stay tuned, and we'll we'll see you soon. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss. <clears throat> We've been discussing uh, dental uh, toxins 
that have been given to us under the guise of dental care uh, by dentists and the American Dental Association. Uh, and uh, Dr. Kennedy has been uh, giving us all kinds of very disturbing information and information that would want, make anybody want to take the mercury out of their teeth. For instance, one of the things that I saw in an, an interview uh, that you said uh, that you said to um, uh, Natural News is that is that 50 tons of mercury <clears throat> is implanted in people's teeth every year. Is that correct? At least. Uh, it used to be 144,000 pounds in 1990. I think it's a 90 figure for 144. And because a number of people have said, you know, I don't want that kind of feeling, then, you know, then the amount has dropped, but it's still, you know, 50 tons. That's amazing. Pounds. So there's, there's a couple of implications there. One of which is that is that uh, anybody in, working as a dental technician in a dental office where they use mercury is at risk of severe mercury poisoning. And that's number one. And another one is that we carry around huge levels, high levels of mercury. And even if we don't have mercury in our own teeth, all we have to do is stand in an elevator with a dozen other people and we're breathing in all the mercury that's coming out of their mouths. What you say is true, and that, uh, and don't forget what the dentists do with the scrap amalgam. They throw it in the you know, when you get a new mercury filling, you spit in the sink. The sink goes down the drain, goes into the sewer treatment plant, where they either incinerate it and spread it into the air, or they spread it on the soil where it seeps into the water. The dentists are by far uh, the largest source of mercury pollution in this country. Um, we've chased all the chloralkali plants and some of the others out of town, but you know there's still coal-fired power plants, but they leak minuscule amounts of mercury compared to, say, for instance, a crematorium. A crematorium, that's if, right. If you incinerate uh, dental amalgam, it turns into mercury and uh, and goes into the vapor form, goes into the air, and that's uh, uh, children inhale it, uh, adults inhale it, and so that increases your body burden. One of the interesting things about mercury is it, it is extremely retentive, and so it gets in your brain. It takes 27 years for half of it to get back out. So implanting a child or an adult with mercury fillings, that mercury is going to be in their brain the day they die, at least some of it, and that's just oh. insane. We don't need to be doing it. It's, it's a 200-year-old filling material. I mean, you know, good heavens, the, the dentist rode to the office on a horse. Don't we have something better than that now? Well, the, the question is, of course, uh, we, you, you, you've talked about the precautionary principle before, at least to me. Could you elaborate on what the precautionary principle is in, in when applied to medicine? You will, yes. And the United States has signed on to the precautionary principle. It's the official position of the United States. And that means that when you find there is a, a, a substance that is harmful to the human being, you avoid it. You know, all exposure that's avoidable should be. And so what... The dentist you're using is what's called the cigarette defense. They're saying, um, well, you can't prove that exposure to mercury causes Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, acrodynia, autism, uh, multiple sclerosis. And I'm saying, I don't have to. Is it, I can show that putting mercury fillings in people's teeth causes enormous amounts of mercury to come out in their breath, in their urine, in their stool, into the fetus. Uh, and it accumulates in their kidney and their brain. And I don't have to prove that it caused a disease. I think that's something that the lawyers would like. But we know these fillings leak mercury. And so let's have a filling that doesn't leak mercury. Now, that 
is a radical statement in dentistry because you were talking about dental personnel injury. This yeah. documented in the scientific literature. Dental personnel are rendered infertile by their occupational exposure to mercury, but that doesn't stop there. We've got dental students in a room with 50 other dental students all doing the same thing, mixing, packing, carving, polishing, mixing, packing, carving, and none of those schools are compliant with the occupational health and safety laws, and students aren't employees. So they can't even be there. But even if they were, they would have to have you know, full coverage gowns, masks, uh, respirators that either provided positive pressure oxygen, but the schools won't do that because that might make people kind of question whether or not they should be handling this stuff, and, you know, in their street clothes. And so they well, don't they shouldn't. That. They shouldn't be. No, they shouldn't <laughs> be. That's the law. But as long as we allow criminals to run our dental schools and teach the the poor students malarkey, that they they're lying to them. Uh, they t- like you were talking about an alloy. I talked to a new graduate at the FDA hearings in last December, and he said, "Oh, it's it's like salt." If I take a, a piece of salt, smash it with a hammer, I don't get chlorine off of there. No, I don't. <laughs> Come on, that's a that's a covalent bond element, and so they they don't even teach them the difference between a mixture, which is what mercury and silver and copper, zinc and tin are, and an alloy, which is a compound, which is what what salt is. So you know, the, if they have this weak training, they go out and they tell you know the public, oh, this has been proven safe. Well, fine, show me the study. You know, when you put it mm-hmm. in monkeys, it makes them sick. Put it in sheep, it makes them sick. Put it in orphans, it makes it, it makes them start squirting out a abnormal porphin, and the boys retain more mercury than the girls. But they say it's proven safe. Show me the proof. It doesn't exist. And yet, and, and the and the FDA has been has been uh, required and and uh, tasked and demanded and mandated by Congress over the over the course of thirty years to do such studies, to do the studies of safety and effectiveness of, of, of mercury amalgam. Where did that ever go? Well, they basically uh, uh, gave the high sign to the Congress and went ahead and declared it safe in 2009 um, using the same white paper that we totally refuted in, two th- in, in, in 2006. And then so they decided, well, you know, this is embarrassing, so we need to issue a proclamation. So they issued a proclamation the uh, International Academy of Oral Medicine Toxicology responded with a, with a number of other groups requesting a petition for reconsideration. We pointed out 27 factual errors in their proclamation. So the people that are out there trying to declare this stuff safe know so little about the scientific literature, they, they can't even calculate the dose to a child. They, they, they adjusted the dose upwards for an adult because of the size of the lung, but, but they didn't adjust it upwards to a child because of the respiratory rate and volume. So it, you know, every single error that they made underestimated the exposure to mercury. So uh, the chances of that happening by uh, a chance are someplace between you know, null and void. So yeah, right. It was it was a, a, a obvious cover up. I think there should be an investigation. We defeated him again in the the fall of 2010, and that the, the they've claimed that they're going to come up with some new proclamation by the fall of 2011. Gee, it's getting pretty late. The leaves are off the trees, aren't they? When they're going to get that out? So anyway, it's it, you know criminals in Washington. It's the vortex of evil, but uh, it serves only industry. It does not serve the public. It's serving 
the industry, the dental industry, the manufacturers, Johnson Johnson, people that sell the material, are all afraid that sooner or later somebody will come down to the ability to prove that caused this, and then you're going to see the lawyers come in and tear them apart. Well, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say, look, you know, I'm, I'm packing something that's extremely poisonous in somebody's teeth. Maybe I should quit. And, and you mentioned earlier about getting them out. Well, watch my uh, YouTube video called Safer Amalgam Removal because removing them is just as dangerous as getting them in. If right. it's not done carefully, you have to have a separate airway, gobs of water, huge vacuums next to it. It's exactly like any other hazardous waste disposal program. But, you know, have the same crazy people that put it in and take it out, then <laughs> good luck to you. I had I had my local dentist, who's very skillful and very uh, very knowledgeable technically, <clears throat> and I I said hey, I had a, a an old mercury filling in, and I told him I wanted it out, and he shrugged his shoulders and he said, well, you know, if you say so, all right. And then I said, but I want I want laminar flow and I want exhaust and I want dams and I want all of that stuff protection because I think this stuff is very toxic. <clears throat> he shrugged his shoulders and said, well, if you want, okay. <laughs> and he, he did all of that. He, he had suction and he had, uh, he had, uh, um, the, the, the dam and he had oxygen. He gave me all of that stuff, right? He took all, as many precautions as, as I could see he could take in his office, um, for me. But, but he and his dental assistant completely ignored it. Yeah, completely and, and, ignored it. They just—they were kind of laughing over the whole thing. I, yeah, and, and that's not—that's kind of like I, I tell people that that's not a good idea because it's kind of like you hopped on a new, you bought yourself a new Cessna Citation jet, and you get up there with the old Barnstormer, and he and he and you say, "Why don't you take me for a flight?" And he says, "Well, I've never flown this one before." Well, over here is where you start it, and and here's where you pull back <laughs> to climb, and, and there's where you push forward to go down, and here's where the wheels come up. And so, yeah. you know, it's the passenger telling the pilot how to run the aircraft when, really, if he wants your money, he didn't do that for free. He's willing to accept your money, but he's right. never done it before. I'm sorry. I, I think that's like going for a flight with a barnstormer and a jet. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I did as much as I, as much as I could see could be done. Well, I, I, I understand. And, and unfortunately, here, here's the patients driving the dentist. And, yeah, and, that, you know, was that, that, that was very bad. What that shows bad. you is, is a terrible lack of education. Uh, it's, it's like I, I was at a lecture on, on periodontal disease uh, years ago, and every single case that the guy showed, the patient had enormous numbers of amalgams in their teeth when they started, and when he got done, all the mercury was gone. And, you know, he showed very nice results, bone regrowing and all this other stuff. And I pointed out to him at the end of his lecture that, you know, did you notice that every single patient you treated that you showed today that had amalgam to start with and they were gone at the end? And he said, oh, yeah. I said, why didn't you mention that? And he said, oh, oh they'd never had me back to talk. So here's, <laughs> here's a lecturer who is willing to sacrifice the key ingredient, because bone loss from mercury was, was first documented in 1957. So, you know, when you put a mercury filling in a tooth, the bone goes down. Uh-huh. That was documented 50 years ago. Here's a lecturer who doesn't want to tell you the secret of his success because he wants to continue being invited to lecture, and he's lecturing to the people that are uh, determined to prove or, or maintain the facade that implanting time-release mercury fillings in your teeth is without harm. And that's, that's just amazing. Well, we have another break coming up, Dr. Kennedy. Uh, I, I'd, I'd like to continue on in this vein, but I have a story about that, too, uh, from one of our documentaries. 
uh, and um, we'll uh, we'll continue this discussion. It's fascinating, fascinating the information that you're presenting. I'd also like like you to talk a little bit about poisoned horses uh, and fluoride uh, after after the break as well. Uh, this is uh, Gerson. Uh, this is the uh, the power of natural healing presented by Gerson Health Media, uh, GersonMedia.org. Uh, com rather, and the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org. And I'm Howard Strauss, and we're having a fascinating discussion here with Dr. David Kennedy. Um, he's the information, uh, information officer of, uh, for fluoride of the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. And boy, uh, you know, you can see that dentists are a dangerous, dangerous bunch. Uh, and, and what's even worse is the uh, American Dental Association. We'll be back uh, in. We'll be back just to the other side of the break. Uh, please stay with us. Uh, this is Howard Strauss. I will see you. See you at the other side of the break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing. <clears throat> sponsored by the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org, and Gerson Health Media at GersonMedia.com. We invite you to visit those uh, websites for a tremendous amount of uh, information on natural healing and uh, put yourself on the list for newsletters, 
um, and uh, and notifications and so forth. A lot of great information on those websites. Uh, we're in the line with uh, Dr. David Kennedy, and he's been uh, just just blasting uh, the government and uh, dentists and uh, the American Dental Association for completely uh, ignoring the terrible, terrible damage that uh, that that mercury has been doing to to children's not their teeth, but to their brains and to their neurological systems and to their development and. Yes, to their teeth as well uh, from from bone loss and so forth. Um, and Dr. Kennedy, you were you were uh, uh, going on before about bone loss having been documented for years. <laughs> nice, nice experiment they did years ago. Where they, on one side of the mouth they put in a, uh, a mercury filling, and the other side they put in some non-mercury containing filling, and they monitored the bone level in six months that the tooth had got the mercury filling had lost a millimeter of bone. Well, you only got 12 millimeters of bone around your teeth. In six months, you lose one. You know, this, this is the direct impact. And the other side had no change at all in the bone, you know, so it's not the treatment, it's not the drill, not the, not the filling, it's the material. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's uh, it, 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 the dentist repeat the mantra is that you can't prove that cause this. And I repeat the mantra, I don't need to. I can prove it leaks mercury. The, 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 the first guy to do that was 1926, Alfred Stock. But even before that, in the 1800s, there was a physician in Chicago who didn't like mercury fillings, and so he'd periodically put an old mercury filling in a, in a matchbox with a cockroach and kill the cockroach. And so, well, you know, that didn't prove anything. Maybe the cockroach ate the filling or something. You know? <laughs> so it's just, it, it well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that, that physicians, allopathic physicians, have the same kind of mantra that your dentists have. Uh, when you say uh, when you say this or that substance or drug or something is dangerous, they say you can't prove that it caused death. Like Vioxx, for instance, you can't prove that it caused the deaths of uh, or, or or injuries to people. And the same thing with the vaccines. You can't prove that the Marisol causes autism. That's you can't have, prove but... that you cause those damage. <laughs> You know, the, in, in, in 1863, the Surgeon General of the United States ordered the Union physicians to quit giving soldiers mercury chloride. And the Union physicians all got together and got the Surgeon General fired because they were so convinced giving soldiers tablets of mercury was good for them. Well, now we know that mercury chloride was what caused uh, 5% of the infant deaths in England. Uh, you know, it was called acrodynia. It was a mysterious disease that killed bunches of babies. And it dis- disappeared instantly when they stopped the sale of mercury chloride. So it's a, it's a disease of infants. The autism is probably, uh, undoubtedly, the low-dose version of acrodynia. There's some new studies from Australia showing the acrodynia and autism. Autism is the neurologically impaired, damaged children. Uh, acrodynia killed the children. So the, the difference was dose and the timing of the dose. Uh, whether you're uh, an infant or a newborn versus, you know, a two- or a three-year-old child. So it's a, it's a crime. It's ongoing today, and uh, we have complacency in the regulatory bodies who are actually promoting it. I wish, I, wish it were compla- I wish it were complacency and not uh, malintent. Well, I think it is malintent, and I... I you know, I'm I'm kind of ready for punishment. I, you know, I, that you know, it's gone beyond the point of uh, where we can say, oh, they didn't know this. Um, right. The, Way beyond. So they do know this, and so it's time. 
for us to begin to consider um, um, criminalizing their behavior because what they're doing is they've sworn an oath. These are the Center for Disease Control, U.S. Public Health Service. They've all sworn an oath to uphold the laws of this nation. And that what they're doing is they're breaking the laws of this nation. They have knowledge that the product that they're selling, vaccinations or mercury fillings, are causing harm in the community. And instead of doing their sworn oath, they are uh, protecting the industry. And that's why we keep coming back to the proof of causation, because that's a legal standard. And the United States has adopted a, a moral standard. The moral standard says when there's exposure to a toxic element is known and it's avoidable, you should avoid it. Well, what we right now have is like the flu shot. We have promotion of exposure to mercury in the flu shot. They make 250 million shots for the flu, and 10 million of them didn't contain mercury. Well, what do you think of the 240 million shots? That's going to get stuck in somebody, right? So they like to say, oh, we've taken mercury out of the vaccine. But you, if you ask them, you know, how about the tetanus shot? No, oh, well, it's still in there. How about the Rogam? Oh, well, it's still in there. How about the flu shot? Well, it's still in there. Well, come on. Quit lying to me and telling me you've done something when you haven't. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I, 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 I can't. If, if, the, if, we, if we are signed on to the precautionary principle, then, then why is every medical discipline, every single one, promoting things which, which, which caused harm and, at the same time, all the way up through our government to the very highest levels of our government, uh, refusing to even test it because we, we can't, I, you and me, I don't have the, I don't have the, scientific knowledge nor the millions of dollars worth of laboratory equipment and 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 in um, funding to to prove my point but you do and you're supposed to be proving your point and you're not you're saying well as long as you can't prove that it caused your death and then if you prove it they say well i don't believe that proof and then they say there's no believable proof because they don't believe it so circular logic all 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 the time yeah, it's a, it's a, a crime against our society. It's a crime against our country. It's treason, in my opinion, to, to poison babies. You know what happens if you poison babies? You end up losing your nation. Uh, we talked about the Romans when we started, and what how'd that work out? So yeah. Uh, so and then how? And then and then our government. You know, on the other hand, our government it constantly the our, uh, the uh, the uh, politicians constantly campaign. On the idea of uh, of not harming fetuses, and yet we're harming fetuses terribly, grievously, with with mercury and with fluoride and with uh, all the all the various different drugs that they give people. They pretend to care about children, but actually, when it comes down to protecting the children, they couldn't <laughs> give a rip. It's they not couldn't give important a rip. to them. Um, let's talk about the uh, double whammy that the baby gets. Is is we were talking a moment ago about the. Uh, uh, Kathy Justice's uh, half million dollar show horses. These are her yes. pets. She takes care of them. Uh, they get organic. They, they get organic uh, garlic and, and and vegetables and all sorts of nice things. If I were a horse, I want to come back as one of Kathy Justice's horses. Right. But, but but please, after she got the fluoride out of their drinking water, that she it took her years. And and it, it, you know, fluoride poisoning is a very subtle, insidious. Um, Poisoning of, of the the physiology, it, it, it gets in your joints, it gets in your uh, uh, brain actually, and the kidneys, damages kidneys and damages joints, and and you end up with the 
eventually damaged bones. And so the hip fracture has been associated with the uh, total exposure to fluoride and, and uh, a number of other things. But she figured out what was crippling her horses and uh, over a long period of time and finally managed to get it out of Pagosa Springs water supply in Pagosa, Colorado. And what's interesting about that is that the product that's in the water sucks lead into the body of the horse or the child or the person that's drained or dog. She lost several dogs. And that when you add lead to mercury, you get a hugely toxic combination. In 1978, a physician a researcher named Schubert gave rats a, a, a very teeny amount of lead. One out of 100 rats died and an infinitesimal amount of mercury. One out of 500 rats died. And he gave those same lead and mercury together and all 600 rats died. That makes mercury and lead together hugely toxic. Well, silico fluoride in the water, which is what Kathy Justice was finding poisoned her horses, is in baby bottles. When you make up tap water formula, you're giving the baby silico fluoride. We're going to suck lead into it. The day they're born, they gave them the hepatitis B shot. You know, if mother is an RH negative, they gave her Rogam during pregnancy, or she got a, a, a free insurance and went to the dentist and had a bunch of mercury fillings that put mercury in the fetus. One out of six babies are born with so much mercury in their umbilical cord that they'll be brain damaged, according to the research from the EPA. And that's and then, showing in the statistics. And then we give them silico fluoride, which gives them lead. So we have 18,000 annual deaths of babies that would be alive today if they were born in Hong Kong. The United States is number 41 out of the 42 states that report infant survival. And we're terrible. We used to be the best in the world. At the end of World War II, we were the best in the world. You know, in the world devastated by war, we were the best. And what have we done with the help of the United States Public Health Service and the Center for Disease Control? We've managed to kill 18,000 babies a year. So now we're among the worst in the world. And I think that's a horrible reputation. But look at that 18,000. That's, that's four times more than all the soldiers that died in Iraq. And that's happened year after year after year after year. That's mm-hmm. totally inappropriate. It's a crime against humanity is what it is. It is a crime against humanity. <clears throat> Un- unbelievable. Yeah, we're coming up on another break, uh, doc- Dr. Kennedy, and God, this is this is incredibly uh, incredibly fascinating uh, discussion, and your your knowledge is just encyclopedic, as I said earlier. Uh, you're listening to the Power of Natural Healing, presented by Gerson Health Media, GersonMedia.com, and the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org. Uh, outstanding information on both of those websites, uh, from videos and uh, audios to uh, books, books for sale, books for uh, um, uh, there are pamphlets, there are there are uh, brochures, there are booklets, all of them very useful and very uh, important information for you to have. There's also a newsletter that the Gerson Institute puts out. That when people get it uh, every other month, when people get it in the mail, they they, they read it cover to cover uh, as soon as it arrives. They read it before they even sit down uh, from opening up their mail. So it's a fantastic uh, resource. The Grossman Institute is a fantastic resource, and it's uh, it's there for you to use. It's there for you to use. Nonprofit organization. Uh, Grossman Media does the publishing. And uh, I'm proud to do it. 
we'll be back on the other side of break. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we, we have uh, about another 10 minutes after break to, uh, to share with you. And um, I hope that Dr. Kennedy will be talking about um, fluoride and bone damage um, when we get back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. And we're talking uh, today with fascinating uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. David Kennedy, uh, DDS, who is uh, just an expert expert on uh, on the damage and the chemicals that uh, toxins that are used by dentists uh, in the name of dental health, and it's just absolutely wrong. It's a crime against humanity, Dr. Kennedy. Um, we were we were talking uh, just now about Kathy Justice's uh, horses and the damage that they took, and and how many of them died. Lots of them died from the fluoridation of the water. I understand that <clears throat> that horses are more susceptible to toxins in the water because they drink such large large amounts of water. Is that is that correct? Well, I think they're not more susceptible, but because they drink large amounts of water, they get a bigger dose. And so they get they a bigger dose, at, at, you know, quicker, you know, yeah, adults, right. you know, we live supposedly 60, 70 years. So we have longer and horses live 20, 25. So we have longer to accumulate the same amount, but a horse will drink. And, and what she said is that the horses that were the brood mares, the ones that, uh, that she was, you know, producing uh, more show horses with, right, right. Uh, when they're lactating, they drink 30 <laughs> gallons of water a day. Well, you know, if you put a chemical in the water that causes, you know, it to accumulate in the bones, those horses end up crippled. And she said the ones that got sickest the quickest were the, her brood mares and uh, uh, baby doe. And, uh, uh, and so she tearful that she lost her, her favorite brood mare then because it just became fluoride poison. And you can see that if you took the, she took the, um, the foreleg, it's called the cannon bone 
And mm-hmm. Leonard yes. Cook at the Cornell University of Veterinary Medicine um, took it, and he did a, a, a split it down the middle and took another uh, animal of horse for cannon bone and split it down the middle, and he showed me the difference. Is it One, it's got... You know, it's like the bone the dog is chewing on out in the yard. You know, it's hard on the outside, and it's got some, you know, pebbly stuff on the inside. The Kathy's horse had gnarly stuff on the outside, and, you know, you look on the inside, it's all garbage in there, too. You know, and there was only just a little bit of bone marrow left, which is why the horses became anemic, is that yeah. the bone fills up with abnormal bone because it's full of fluoride. It poisons the, you know, poisons the bone inside there. Well, that that shows up in human beings too, um, mostly in young boys, well, as was shown by Kat, by by Elise Basson at Harvard when she was going for her PhD. Is that and, you're absolutely and that's, correct? Is that you do get a bone cancer in young boys, but even more serious is it in in the adult, um, especially women. You get hip <laughs> fractures dramatically increased if they drink uh, fluoridated water, optimally fluoridated water, as the advocates like to say, is based on nothing. That they, for uh, 25 years, there's a doubling of the hip fracture rate. And we have people lining up around the block to get their hips and their knees and their joints replaced. And, you know, this didn't happen. This didn't happen, you know, 50 years ago. This didn't happen. My granddad lived to be 93 years old. He didn't walk with a cane. So what, what is going on now? You know, it's, it's, we've destroyed the joints of this country by giving people a poison fluoride that accumulates in bone and they're saying oh you can't prove that because this i don't have to it's known to happen from exposure to fluoride so stop doing it there's no benefit let me let me make this point very clear is the alleged benefit of fluoride today is topical well that means you like sunblock you you don't drink it and so when you put it in the water you end up drinking it well what happens when you drink it your body's got no use for it so it either ends up going through the kidney, about half of it leaves that way if you've got good kidneys. If you don't, you end up poisoned, and or the rest of it's stored for the rest of your life in your bones. And this is what uh, has caused a number of the civil rights leaders, uh, Andrew Young, uh, Reverend Durley, uh, Black Pastors Association, to call this a, a, a policy that needs to be changed because it disproportionately harms African-American children and Hispanic children. And why is, is there's 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 an allele in the intestine of certain minority groups that makes them uh, absorb more lead. So when you put a chemical in the water supply that makes that makes you absorb more lead, the kids that do that the best, and that would be the African American children, end up the most injured. And that's totally inappropriate. What kind of doctor would would give anybody a drug at any amount they wanted that caused harm that only works topically? You know, you know that's. You know, it, 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 that's why they won't debate. You can't shine a light on this issue. Uh, Rachel Maddow the other day says, oh, she believes strongly in fluoridation. Well, fine, Rachel, your dad's a dentist. So what does that ask Rachel to tell you why she believes strongly in it? She believes strongly in it because it's advocated. It's supposedly a good thing. But ask him another question. Does the dose the baby get exceed the dose known to cause harm? Yes. I was at a water board meeting last week, and uh, one of the members asked the water board people and a whole room full of advocates, well, what dose does a baby on a bottle get? And these liars sat around amongst themselves and snickered and giggled and snickered and giggled, and the water board director said, well, I'd need a calculator. Well, let me ask you this. Can you divide four into one? What do you get? 0.25, like a quarter. You take a dollar and divide it into four pieces, you get a quarter. 
Well, the National Academy of Science showed that if you read it like a penny, 0.01, 0.01 will harm a, a, an infant's thyroid. So it, you think giving the baby a quarter is more than giving them a penny? Yeah, I think so. That's why they pretended not to be able to calculate dose. And that's a sham. They're, they're just advocates. They're lobbyists. So, so you're saying, <clears throat> you're saying, you're, you're answering your, your question. What kind of a doctor would knowingly give a child something that would harm it? You're, you're answering that question. There they are. They're sitting right in front of the waterboard. Snickering and giggling. Snickering and giggling. And made, made over, when the guy, the guy doing the most snickering was Howard Pollock. He may, has made, been paid more than a million dollars to advocate for fluoridation. And he's not even a doctor. He's, he's a bachelor of dentistry from England. Two years of schooling, and he makes a huge living out there pontificating about, well, we know it's absolutely safe, but if you want to feed the baby, be sure and uh, give it distilled water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? So we, uh, that's acknowledging that we've violated the Safe Drinking Water Act. Safe Drinking Water Act says the water standards must be set to protect the most vulnerable in society. Well, if that's not an infant, I don't know who it is. Probably somebody with no kidneys. It certainly doesn't protect them either. People with no kidneys accumulate fluoride in their bone faster than, than even babies do, and that leads to them with overdoses of fluoride also. So, Well, the good, the good news is I think that <clears throat> many, many uh, uh, hundreds, I think now, of, of communities across the United States and Canada have rejected fluoridation and have taken it out of their, uh, out of their water like uh, Pagosa Springs has. But, then, but there are still thousands that are fluoridating their water. And in these days of tight budgets, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Two, 200. You know, it's an, it's a, look at the difference between the places that have stopped it and the places that are continuing it. Is it the little towns where people like Kathy Justice can go around and knock on doors and say, did you know, and talk to the people, are, we're winning the battle. And, and what the Metropolitan Water District did is they is fluoridated 18 million people with, with against the, the laws that we have in this city. The city of San Diego has a law against putting hydrofluorosic acid in the water from 1954. They knew what it was then, and they went ahead and did it anyway mm. against our law. And so, mm. oh, well, you know, we, we get to do that because we're just selling water and with a little Chinese hazardous waste in it. So, you know, just go drink it and shut up. So... The, they are winning the battle on the big ones by state because that's where the money is. They, the, if you've got 100 million tons of this stuff to get rid of, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Pogosa Springs? Ah, it's not worth the fight. Let's go to let's go to Southern California and do the entire Southern California. Let's go to the, yeah, let's yeah, do the whole yeah. state of California. We were 48 out of the 50 states in fluoridation. We had some of the lowest cancer rates. We had some of the lowest hip fracture rates in, in the entire. The only high breast cancer rates we had were in the fluoridated areas. And then they came here with our, with, from Cargill and the uh, public health department and the dentist. And so now we've got a mandatory fluoridation bill that says we've got to put fluoride in our water supply when the money is made available. So they're stealing money from the children's health care program, first five, to buy hazardous waste from Czech, Mexico, China, and Japan, put in the water demonstrably to harm the baby. You know, no good deed to uh, yeah, one penny. Wait, I, I'll have to, I have to inter interrupt here, uh, Dr. Kennedy, because we're running out of time. I only have just enough time for an outro here. Thank you very, very much for this fascinating information. I don't want to end. We could talk another hour. Uh, uh, my, my deepest appreciation to you for uh, spending your time with us and, and getting this information out there. You know that it's going to get out to a lot of people. 
Uh, this has been the uh, this has been healing uh, the power of natural healing uh, with Howard Strauss, and we've been talking with Dr. David Kennedy, DDS. Uh, brought to you by Gerson Health Media, GersonMedia.com, and the Gerson Institute, Gerson.org. Uh, join us again next week when we'll have Dr. Brad Case, uh, chiropractor, on, the author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. Uh, once again, our gratitude to uh, Dr. David Kennedy, and um, and I, I certainly hope uh, I hope you'll be joining us again sometime soon. Happy to um, Thank you. It would be it would be just great. It was just a fantastic uh, uh, information that you have here. Thank you. The power much. of natural healing, and uh, and this is Howard Strauss. See you again next week. Thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.